But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. We've got an exciting episode for you today, but before we get to that, we have a huge announcement. We bought a third mic, and I'm using it now because I'm selfish. Bobby, what do you think about the third mic? Uh, well, we just had a lot of trouble with it, so I think it is kind of shit. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, anything else you want to bring up, Bobby? Um, I don't know. The main news, I think, is the third mic. Yeah, probably. Um, There's but... the live show. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to see us live, uh, we will be playing... July 21st, playing is probably not the right word. We'll be talking on July 21st at the National Liberty Museum. It's Neurotica's first live episode ever. We're going to be part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. We're actually very excited about that. Um, we will be on at 2 p.m., I believe, on a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, um, July 21st. Yes, at the National Liberty Museum. Bobby is already having trouble containing his criticism. Uh, yeah, the, the website has the word liberty on there a disturbing amount of times, which can either mean it's about the Revolutionary War or it's, you know, people that like wearing Joker makeup. And... You, you think there's a National Libertarian Museum in the middle of Philadelphia? Yes. Great. Anyway, uh, that'll come later, though. Plenty of time for us to figure out what we're going to do that episode. Uh, but we're really excited for it. Hope you'll come out for us. But um, in the meantime, that's something that we're excited for. But today's episode is a lot less about us. So I actually want to introduce our third guest today. And she's going to be talking about something that's a lot more uh, relevant to her than me and Bobby, but we still think it's very, very important to talk about. So, Erin, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. And Erin, why don't you just give us a little rundown of why you're on the podcast? Um, I'm on the podcast because I have a uterus. And that's great. And I know, Erin, you uh, you said you will never listen to the podcast, uh, but we were happy to have you on. Will you listen to this episode? Maybe. Okay, we'll I see don't how really, it goes. I don't really like the sound of my own voice, so... That's fair enough. Um, as long as you smash retweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will promote the shit out of this episode. I just probably won't listen to it. Yeah, so this episode is about uh, the uterus, um, specifically about laws trying to restrict the uh, woman's ability to police her own body. Uh, our government thinks that they have some kind of say in it, and recently a lot of... Um, I would say extremely restrictive uh, legislature has passed, specifically in Alabama, outlawing abortion and not just outlawing to a common sense level that some who are even religious would think, outlawing completely to the point if you're raped by a family member and you're 12 years old, doesn't matter, no exceptions, you are breaking the law. Um, Obviously, saying that out loud, that's jarring in itself, um, but we wanted to get Somebody on the podcast who had a perspective other than me and Bobby, because me and Bobby, um, between us, how many, Bobby, how many abortions would you say you've had? Um, just like jerking off count? No. Well, actually, I mean. We've seen Legally Blonde, so I don't know. It's a gray area. True. And if you take into account the extreme, like the, how extreme some of these laws are, you could probably argue that jerking off just for the sake of pleasuring yourself and not actually trying to impregnate a woman would be murder. In that case, we're war criminals. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah. no, it's uh, probably I'd say I'd had uh, approximately zero, and that doesn't mean that every woman that I know has had an abortion. But that's not really the point. It, the point is that I walk by Planned Parenthood every day to work, pretty much. Uh, it's a hotbed for protests. Generally, when you go out there, there will be one to two people. Um, but there are sometimes I walked by people on Good Friday. They were doing the rosary. Um, and then there was recently Infowars and a bunch of other protesters did a much larger uh, demonstration in front of it. And the thing that kind of upsets me the most, and I've tried to talk to some of these protesters, is that they're protesting mainly abortion. Fun fact about the Planned Parenthood they're in front of does not perform abortions. Uh, I've tried to explain this to them. They said, how do you know? Uh, I've been inside. That would probably be the best indicator I have is seeing they don't have the equipment to even perform an abortion, as far as I can tell. I'm no doctor. Um, but these people are just running with whatever they heard. They just assume, you know. So, Aaron, obviously, uh, you probably have a better perspective on that than I do. But uh, every time I see these protesters, I I try to ruffle their feathers, uh, especially the Infowars Day. I said, ooh, free abortion day. They didn't like that. But they're not also uh, easily deterred. You almost got shot. I guess. I'm assuming that Kent State Gun Girl. Yeah, Kent shot. State Gun Girl was there. Um, I could not ask her about shitting her pants at the frat party, despite my attempts. Um, she was deep in the crowd, uh, rallying people. Um, yeah, it's just a wholly um, terrible group of people shutting down a block that I use a lot. So, if anything, they're just inconvenient in the sake of their bodies exist and are on my way. Yep. Well... Aaron, um, have you ever, like, been to Planned Parenthood during, or, like, walked past during any of those protests or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Um, the specific location that Cody is talking about, I used to live right next to, um, and I also managed a coffee shop that's on the same block. So, um, on protest days, you know, we would have to walk by the protesters all the time, just trying to get to work, um... I have been to that Planned Parenthood multiple times because as these protesters like to blatantly ignore, Planned Parenthood is first and foremost a health clinic. And I was unemployed for a very long time um, and didn't have health insurance. And the only place I could go to if I was sick or needed a prescription was Planned Parenthood because it was the only place that would see me for free. Um, so I've been there a few times um, from as small as something to having a cold to waking up one morning and finding a blood clot in my menstrual cup. That's not awesome. No, it sucked. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they even see men there. It's not just I've, a female thing. I've been. I, yeah. I went actually for an STD test because I like really didn't know where to go. Yeah. And I remember I went in, you know, I, I made an appointment. I still waited a while. It's not a place like you want to be. It's like going to the emergency room. Yeah. And it's not fun. Nobody in there is like excited abortion or not. It's just like it's going to the doctor. You're not there like for the sake of, oh, I love just aborting babies. It's like literally I have a medical issue or inquiry. I need to be here for medical attention. Right. And everybody there is just trying to get in and get out. And it doesn't help when you're going in for something as serious as a blood clot that would freak you out. And somebody's berating you on the, the way in about an abortion you're not interested in getting at all. And can't even get at that clinic. Exactly. I don't even think you can get x-rays at that clinic. Yeah, they don't They don't seem like... I think the most they do is blood tests, from what I could tell. Yeah, it's, it's honestly just like going to your primary care provider. Yeah. 
That's what it is. You can get prescriptions. You can get medical attention. I mean, very basic medical attention. Not to disparage what they do and say what they do is just basic. But you don't go there if you're, you know, have a broken bone. You go there if you're sick or you need STD testing or you need a prescription for something, things like that. Right. Yeah, and they're and they're not for profit as far as I know. They yeah, they they reach out to me all the time about donations, mostly because their funding comes a lot from the government and obviously this administration this is not the administration they're going to be getting a lot of dollars from. So when there's just so many uh, misconceptions about planned parenthood in general, I'm obviously a supporter of it. Everybody on this podcast is. Uh, but you know, it goes beyond planned parenthood. These laws are telling like serious medical professionals that life or death situations don't matter. God does. Like I was reading an article about, um, the situations where it might be, you have to pick between the mother or the baby. And these laws basically say, well, they can both die for all we give a shit as long as an abortion is performed. And there's times where people are even charged with crimes because their abortion is labeled murder, even though it saves their life. Yeah, I think uh, the law in Alabama states that people that actually perform abortions can get up to like 99 years in jail. Yeah. For doing their jobs. They also, um, these laws not only uh, target abortions, but a woman who has a miscarriage, if they find that you could have been at fault for the miscarriage at all, you can be put in jail for murder. Yeah, and that's just, that's so ridiculous. And I mean, we all, because we're on Twitter, we like to get in fights. Uh, we were getting a fight with somebody recently, and Bobby made the good point of like, you ask these people, you know, are you considering people getting abortions the same as murders? And it's very upsetting that some people say yes, but then other people say, oh no, but it's like, you're treating them like murderers and then you're you're not consistent in your beliefs just because it just works in your religion that like abortion's all wrong. Murder though. Right. Maybe. So more spe- <laughs> more specifically the question that I like to ask is um, if you're given the choice between aborting a fetus and killing a random person on the street, which would you choose? And the answer should be I wouldn't be able to choose between the two because they're exactly the same thing. If you actually believe that, you know, um, a fetus that's made up of like 15 cells <laughs> is the same thing as a human and life starts in conception and stuff like that. So if they do say that, then they are a religious fanatic and they're trying to insert their religious beliefs into, you know, the state and national laws. And if they don't say that, then their view is not consistent. And so trying to punish abortion as though it was a serious a crime of murder is like just bullshit it's bullshit anyway but like it doesn't even flow from a consistent set of uh political beliefs which i mean a very common thing i see when i argue with people like they have their beliefs they don't even know why they have their beliefs it's like well it says in the bible I'm like what verse it's like they're not gonna answer they don't know i don't think abortion <laughs> i don't it's think not, the word abortion appears in the bible it's just like god wants to have guns like i don't remember anything in the bible referencing guns like maybe like a slingshot deuteronomy from- Deuter what? It's in Deuteronomy. What is Deuteronomy? It's a book of the Bible, and it's pro gun. All right, Aaron. Uh, talking cr- to you. It's crazy that they had <laughs> guns in like thirty three. 
Yeah, I know. That was dope. <laughs> just well, rolling around with the homies with the... David and Goliath, you know. David killed Goliath with an AR-15. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a Glock. Yeah. Just a straight-up Glock to the head of uh, Goliath there. I don't and know why that was such an inspiring underdog story. Yeah. Because guns give us the ability to take down much bigger people than us. You know... Which is a good thing. They okay. didn't use a gun in the VeggieTales version of David and Goliath, and... I feel lied to. I feel like it should be censored. Yeah, I feel like they, they... used a slingshot. Ugh. Was that slingshot? Made... Yeah, the tomato. Me? It was made of what? Oh, that's that like... opens up a lot more upsetting ideas that they would use Uses a tomato a... of Veggie Tales. No, the tomato okay. is the one. Larry? No, Larry's the cucumber. Yeah, I know Larry's cucumber. Oh, fuck if I know the tomatoes. He's the not tomato's the not a vegetable. I think is the problem. Well, that's a different episode now of we're this podcast. In, that's actually uh, the next episode. That's a we're trans about, rights thing. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about trans rights with a tomato from VeggieTales. Um, but Aaron, the real focus of today's episode, obviously, you know, you can go online, you can read both sides of the argument. I want to talk to you as a woman who has to experience this. This is not just, because that's the thing, me and Bobby, we're on your side, but we talk about it from a very logical perspective. This is an attack on your body. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine when the news came down that, you know, they, somebody would pass something like this. It was just crushing itself, even though you don't live in Alabama. Why don't you just kind of walk us through, like, your experience as a woman hearing something like this? <clears throat> it's really terrifying because, and I think people say this a lot, and I, I don't think it's taken seriously, but I think it should be, that... These arguments against reproductive rights are about control. It's not actually about the abortions themselves. It's about controlling women's bodies and what they can do with it. Um, And I want to say I'm using the term woman, but obviously anyone who has these reproductive organs that can be governed by these laws, um, anyone who can bear a child... um, (coughs) sorry, whether they choose to or not. Um, These reproductive rights issues are all about control. And I think it's really scary because it, it starts here with this big issue of abortion, which is a very polarizing issue. And I understand that there's a lot of emotion behind it. Um, People don't like to think about um, terminating a life, but It doesn't stop there. It continues on. um, You know, the next step is birth control and taking that away. And for me and a lot of people I know, that could be, that could lead to a lot of health issues. I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, meaning that um, unless I take certain things, i.e. birth control, um, I grow very painful cysts on my ovaries and they rupture. The very first time I had a cyst rupture, I was 22. I was living in New York. I just moved there a few months ago. And I woke up and I felt the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my abdomen. And I honestly thought that I had been shot. That was the only thing I could think of that could cause that amount of pain. And I looked down. I wasn't bleeding. 
I was like, did they use a silencer? I know I'm in <laughs> Williamsburg, but like, it's still Brooklyn. You know, yeah. like, I'm kind the, of near Bushwick. Like. The thing people don't know about silencers is that they keep you from bleeding if you've been shot. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, it didn't wake up because of a gunshot, but the BQE is really loud and I lived right under it. Like, I yeah. had no idea what was going on. My host brother from England was staying with me. He was just passed out on my floor. I, like, climb over him, scramble to the bathroom. I don't have my period. Like, nothing's going on. And yet I'm in, like, the most pain I've ever been in in my life. So I get ready for work and I get off the subway at Penn Station and I'm walking to work and I just collapse on the sidewalk. And I called my mom crying and I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. What is going on? And she was like, well, it sounds like you had a cyst rupture. And by the end of the day, I was feeling fine. Um, That's sort of how they go. And there's nothing a doctor can do about it unless obviously it it's big and it ruptures and there's more internal bleeding and things like that. But ultimately, most of the time, it happens, it sucks, it hurts, it passes, and you're fine. And I was on birth control at the time, changed my birth control to some to another type that supposedly helps more. Um, and it that's really the only thing that keeps me from being in excruciating pain pretty much every day of my life, is taking hormonal birth control. And I have had to call OptumRx or the pharmacies and things like that to try to get them to send me my birth control early because I use it to skip my periods because they're so painful. And birth control is a regulated thing. Like, they won't send it to you early, which is completely ridiculous. It's not Xanax. It's not like, you know... No one's addicted to birth control. Right. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you, you keep using the term birth control, but for you, that's not what you're trying even necessarily right. to do. It's a perk. That's like a happy yeah. side effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a perk. But I'm actually right on the cusp of the weight limit for birth control that makes it slightly less effective, which a lot of people don't know. I had no idea. That depending on your weight, birth control can be less effective. Um, but... You know, when used correctly and taken at the same time every day, it still, for me, has worked. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, it's just that's a happy side effect for me is yeah. that it also does that. Right. And even, um, sorry, even if it's not um, as extreme as PCOS, that's the, mm -hmm. even if it's not as extreme as PCOS, I know that a lot of women, um, their their periods are just like, unbelievably painful their cramps are horrible like it can be hard to get out of bed and birth control yeah. like me even isabel like that is the main thing that she uses her birth control for is to um you know make her period like bearable yeah yeah i mean i i've, I've heard similar stories girls i did like i dated a girl where her period was so inconsistent like we, we would just be like, well, you might be pregnant because we just don't know. Like, you know, everybody waits for the period, even though we were practicing safe sex. Um, but, like, I've never even heard of, like, an ovarian cyst. I've never heard the symptoms. And that's, like, shocking to me. And I'm sure, Bobby, you were thinking the exact same thing as I was when I heard it is women can't serve in the military if this shit's going to happen, right? You know, like, they can't be in the bunkers. Well, that would be bullshit, I think. They should have to be in the military. They should have to be in the military. I think to, if, if we ever have to have a draft again, it should be only women for the first, like, six months to even the playing field of American history. 
I, I do think her saying, though, like, getting shot, that was, the, like, the feeling she had, that that makes me think we should just send more women to battle. It's like, fuck this. I got shot in the arm. It's, like, nothing, like, having pain within you like that. And, like, I, I have stomach pains as well. Probably nothing to what you experience. But I, I've been on the floor of my own place. Like, I stumbled into an emergency room. And, like, the thing is, if you go into any, like, emergency room and you tell them, like, your stomach to, like, just anywhere in the general abdomen areas, every doctor becomes the dumbest person in the world. Like, they just go, like, oh, okay, we'll run some tests and see what happens. They have no clue. And I can only imagine with the way that our, like, society is pushing against women, the reproductive rights and birth control, doctors must be undereducated, too, about women's, like, reproductive rights because they're being suppressed. I mean, I know for just working in, like, the industry that I work in, when new drugs come out, a big thing is actually educating the doctors. People don't realize. They think doctors are going to classes and learning all the time. It's actually the pharmaceutical companies, which are usually assholes, but it's the pharmaceutical companies that also have to teach the doctors when and where to use them. So when we're talking about birth control that, you know, could be solving problems like the one you dealt with is very serious and very painful, you have a government that is pushing against women even getting that to their doctors. Like, if I don't know... And my doctor doesn't know, how the fuck am I going to figure it out? I'm going to deal with this pain forever. So, like, look, you were lucky enough that somebody said, hey, this birth control will help you. This is, you know, going to regulate your period, regulate, you know, your cysts. You're going to feel better. But just even the idea that we have lobbyists and things like that, we're basically taking the information out of doctors' minds. And now with anti-abortion, doctors are taking away a serious medical procedure that can save lives. You know, I, I was reading stories of the mom and the baby dies. And it's like, well, if they just did an abortion, the mom would have lived at least. Yeah. But, of course, it's illegal now. You're a monster if you do an abortion. Um. So I was looking up some statistics, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to get them wrong. But uh, another thing that Planned Parenthood is super great for is education. Yeah. They have – you can read about anything on the Planned Parenthood website. Um. Any type of – mostly reproductive and sex education related topics, but you can read about anything. And so one thing that I found really interesting um, was this fact that about half of all pregnancies in the U.S. each year are unintended, um, but only four in 10 of these are ended by medically safe legal abortions. So really only 40% of people who are who find out that they're unintentionally pregnant, decide to terminate the pregnancy. So most people are choosing to keep these babies. Yeah. So, and, I mean, <clears throat> quick math, that's what, like, 20% of all pregnancies as a whole. Right. So, I mean, like, I, I do think that people just assume, you know, pregnancies, abortions, like, the, the numbers are never consistent across the board. People argue for or even against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of education, like you said, pram- Planned Parenthood provides that just nobody else is even, like, dipping their toes in. Right. And so in 2011, there was an estimated 1.1 million abortions that took place. Nice. Um, and that's actually a 13% decline from 2008. And the abortion rate in 2011 was the lowest rate since 1973. And from 1973 through 2011... Um, nearly 53 million legal abortions occurred. 
All right, so I have a couple of questions probably that you wouldn't be able to answer, but just curious about, you know, what your guess would be. How much of that decline in abortion rate and total number of abortions do you think can be attributed to people just not being able to get them because of state and local laws? How much do you think would be attributed to people being more educated and, you know... Being safer and... Like, more... Like, have the shift in the percentage of unwanted versus wanted pregnancies? So, yes, I cannot answer that and back it up with a statistic, but I would say that it the decline probably happened because of education and people understanding safe sex and their options and the uh, probably also in that time period, um, I believe, let's see, it was 2000... Bobby's wrestling with his cat. Like, look up the stats. 2008 to 2011. Um, let's see. And, like, I, the thing that's funny while she looks this up is, if we stay on the path we're on, those same people that helped ban abortions are going to be banning sex ed in classrooms. That, that is a push. That is not something I'm pulling out of my ass either. That's, like, a legit thing. And, you know, I'm frustrated as a male, which... Again, grain of salt, because who the fuck cares what I'm thinking right now? Because obviously this isn't, like, you know, about me. But, I mean, I'm frustrated as a male, even in the Me Too movement, thinking you could have done more for us that we weren't assholes. I know it's on us to be better, and we're trying to hold each other accountable. But when it comes to sex ed, like, I didn't know what consent was until college. Now, I understand the general concept of consent, that you don't just take something from somebody while other guys don't. But I feel like if you instill that in kids younger you know, there'll be less rape. And sometimes rape is even the cause of unwanted pregnancies, but also just because college kids want to fuck. And college kids are going to fuck. So we're on this slippery slope, and, you know, I don't want to be, you know, fallacious and say that's definitely what's going to happen, but the same people that want to take away your reproductive rights, they want to take away your education as well. They think teaching us about sex is what's causing us to have sex. But it's just it's causing more of a problem that we're going silent. They're trying to suppress all of this. Right. And to that point, I mean, a, a pretty popular joke in comedy is super bad is the one that's jumping out to me. And, um, how I met your mother as well. Is that like having sex with like a drunk girl? Like she's more likely to like have sex with you. Like the fact that that has been played for laughs, my basically my entire life. Yeah. And it was like, it's only shades of gray. Like you got to make your own decision about things like that as opposed to just like not taking advantage of drunk women. Yeah. And even further along, I mean, it's been, you know, I've seen it throughout, you know, in TV and, you know, even talking to people, you know, women are punished if there's an abortion, you know, you even said miscarriage, you could be, uh, you know, found liable for men. We can get, Dozens of women pregnant, just move to a different country. Nobody will even ask where we are. They're just like, yep, that's what dads do if they don't want to raise a kid. They just leave. No, Nobody's going to come looking for us. And it's just so baffling to me that, like, men, who are definitely the more sexually aggressive and definitely need the education more, we get in, get out, usually in a minute or less for me and Bobby. Um, but, like... That's if, only if we're having sex with each other. Yeah, I mean... With Bobby women, and I, it can sometimes well, last two, three minutes. 
well, Bobby, don't give all of our personal information. I mean, we're trying to get more people into our group, and, you know, we don't want to... That's not the point here, Bobby. Anyway, the point being, though, is there's absolutely no responsibility on me as a man. And that's why now, like, when I hear all of these, like, things and they come more to light, I'm so mortified because I've just been sitting back, like, laughing at things on TV, like Bobby's saying, and realizing, oh, shit, like, the hammer's coming down on them, and I literally can, like, do whatever. Like, if I just forgot a condom and she was like, okay, like, that's a decision two people made. But if I go, eh, I just walk away. Now, of course, there's, like, child support and shit like that, but we all know that's not necessarily the most productive system in the world, like, in terms of collecting from fathers because unpaid child support is not treated the same way as, you know, getting an abortion in our country. (laughs) So it's just, it's very clearly biased against women. You said it, it's control, because if you really wanted to do right by children, there would be a lot more push on the flip side, dude educate children and take care of homeless poor children and it's not about preserving lives it's about you know control it's about some kind of thing they built in their heads about women being too much of sluts and stuff like that i mean you know it more than i do you've you've felt this face first me and bobby are just now like scratching the surface of something that we were like yeah we're with women and then we like start to hear this we're like we can't be with women as much as we thought because we didn't know Yeah. And so what I was looking up was when Plan B became available. So Plan B became available in 2006. um, But it was in 2009 that it became available behind the counter. So not over the counter, but you could get it without a prescription if you were over the age of 17. Um, So I think that could have had a huge impact as well, because there was a pill that you could take within 72 hours of having unprotected sex, like, could keep you from becoming pregnant and you didn't need a prescription for it. And it was in 2015 that it was, um, became over-the-counter for people, uh, 15 and up. Um, and that's something that could be taken away as well. And that is such an amazing resource for people who have been raped, people who... Um, had unwanted or unprotected sex. Um, and a 15-year-old doesn't have to go to their parents and tell them what happened if they don't feel comfortable, if they're in an unsafe living situation um, or things like that. Um, and that's something that can be taken away. And it's also, it's such a bigger issue than people think about because I'm sitting here as a pretty privileged white woman and the other thing that this these attacks on reproductive rights are and places like Planned Parenthood it's a class issue as well and sometimes in some neighborhoods a Planned Parenthood is the only health care that people can get that's affordable yeah that or an emergency room yeah there are places in North Philly where hospitals and emergency rooms are the only access they have to healthcare yeah, and medical no care. Yeah, primary, that's not right. a term they know. Right. And, and another part of uh, the class issue there would be that the public schools in those poorer areas are going to be less well-funded because the property is not worth as much, and so they're probably not going to have nearly as good sex education as, you know, somewhere in the suburbs where it's big mansions and the property taxes are really high. Absolutely. And it could be abstinence only. 
sex education, Jesus. which is a, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, you know an issue all on its own. But so when I think about it and I see these laws being passed, I get really scared. Um, I get scared for myself. I get scared for um, the women around me. I get scared for my younger sister and her friends. And I had mentioned this to someone recently that a pro-choice stance only affects the people who decide to make that choice. If abortions are, are legal, birth control is legal, all of these things are allowed to happen, they only affect the people who choose to get a prescription for birth control, control or decide to go and have an abortion. But a pro-life stance affects literally every single person that's governed by that law. Right. Every single person. And I think part of the reason that these laws um, that are getting passed right now are, you know, so strict and so draconian is that they're meant to be, like, over the top because they're meant to go through the court system and get up to the newly extremely conservative Supreme Court and Mm -hmm. overturn Roe v. Wade, which my understanding is a pretty flimsy legal precedent for legalized abortion. So I think that that is the purpose. Like, I think these states are passing these laws, hoping that their the law that they pass is the one that will have its name in the court case that overturns Roe. Absolutely. And so a lot of these um, laws, they're considered partial bans. Because you can still have an abortion before you hit six weeks. But six weeks is no time at all, considering that the length of the menstrual cycle is 21 days. Yeah. And usually women don't find out until they're, that they're pregnant until about six weeks. If you're like early on. Yeah, and like, like, oh, I got 20 minutes to get this abortion or I'm <laughs> Right, <trouble."> exactly. <laughs> but the majority of abortions are done before eight weeks. Yeah, and there's a lot of misconceptions about what a baby is at eight weeks, and there's so much of the, you know, there's a heartbeat, but you're but you not even, what? you're not giving the same, you know, love to children with fully formed bodies as you are, you know, just yeah. heartbeat, quote unquote. And this, this issue is specifically why, or a big part of why I said we need to have a woman on to talk about these kinds of things because yeah, I wanted to talk about it just me. I thought I had a good enough grasp, but uh, apparently Bobby fought me on that. I'm I was gonna say Aaron and Ali, you piece of shit. Aaron. <laughs> I'm gonna say something really aggressive. Go for it. The so the the blood clot that I passed that I had to go to Planned Parenthood for was slightly bigger than a quarter. I mean that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't feel it. So. If something is the size of, like, a grape or a grain of rice and you're saying that that life is valuable, I'm sorry, but if I can piss it out and not notice. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. It doesn't really deserve to take precedent over my life. Yeah. And I mean, I if you're going to be that dramatic, like you say spermicide, like you say masturbate, like spermicide, like my sperm somehow knows to swim. Like there's something in it, but it's not. A life. It's not. Yeah. It's not something that anybody else is concerned about. It's because it's mine. It's right. men and sperm. You know, you ovaries, ovaries bad, sperm good. Like that's how life is. Yeah. And like I watch just... these films where a sperm is definitely the star of it towards the end. Um, but you know, nobody's talking about ovaries in the middle of the porno. I also hate when <laughs> I see. 
Sorry, I broke Bobby. Uh, I also hate it when I see these arguments that's like, oh, well, if you're not ready to get pregnant, then, you know, you shouldn't be having sex. And it's, fuck like, off. and it's like, fuck okay. off. But like, <laughs> but like, I can guarantee you that the fucking like young Republican mouth breather that's telling me that on Twitter is still swiping on Tinder hoping to get his dick wet. Yeah. You know, like. He's just pretending because he's never had to face the scenario before that if he did get a girl pregnant, he'd do the right thing. Right. Yeah, and there and was also, as though the right thing to do for anyone would be marry a young Republican and have their child. Right, and also, I mean, this is such the tip of the iceberg. Like, let's not even get started about the fact that, like, the U.S. foster care and adoption system is so fucked oh, it's up. it's awful. Like, honestly, if you don't want that child, get rid of it. Because putting a child up for adoption in this day and age is horrific yeah there's a reason that if you like give a character in a tv show a backstory that he was kicked around the foster system i mean that's short for a lot of things and they're not good things right and i think too like it just it keeps coming down to control and control over women and uh bobby i said this to you last night if men could get pregnant the abortion pill would be at the till at 7-eleven yeah, I think we all agree on that. It'd, it'd be so easy to get an abortion because men wouldn't want to have to deal with that. They wouldn't want the responsibility. And with these laws, when, you know, if you have an abortion as a woman and you can be tried for murder, if you made a conscious decision with your partner, the father of that child, are they also getting tried for murder? Exactly. I'm going to say no. No. no because they're, they're the not the ones, yeah, it. they're not the ones that got the abortion. Yeah. It's like they turn it around, you like, it's your choice, also your murder. Like, right, right. But I, mean, I, do, I do want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Uh, God, number one devil's advocate. That guy apparently is the, the whole reason that, you know, we can't have these abortions despite the fact that it's not written in the Bible. Ostensibly. Yes. The whole reason. But, like, that's the number one argument. Aaron. God. Refute God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you see, I have been spending the weekend watching Good Omens, the new Neil Gaiman show on Amazon Prime. Slaps, by the way. That's a sponsor, Uh, by the way. Please pay us. (laughs) God is Frances McDormand. And I'm pretty sure she'd be cool with Uh, abortions. Yeah, I agree. That's the thing for me. Also, I grew up void of religion. So God's like, who? Well, well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, though, for me, is, like, not as a religious person, and I know I'll catch flack for any religious types that are clicking on a podcast called Neurotica, where the title says abortion. Where and that's definitely a demographic. Um, the title should be Abortion All I Ever Wanted. Yeah, Abortion All I Ever I like the term abobo. <laughs> abobo. Abobo and Bowtown. Abobo um, and Bonobos. Yeah. Hand in hand. <laughs> to get you. Good they, clothes. They yeah, cost about the same. Yeah, I got a Bobo and Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh, no, but like for me, you know, I, I grew up poor, you know, so definitely me, I would have been a great candidate for an abortion. Um, but like you talk about God and this is the most petty motherfucker that ever existed. He's just like, because he asked somebody, I don't remember which one specifically, somebody who knows religion better than me, maybe Bobby will know. 
didn't he ask somebody to sacrifice their son? Like a post-birth abortion? Well, just because he was like, prove it. That was a prove prank. Prove it, bitch. It was a prank, that right? That ended up being a prank, because he said, I want you to do this, and then right before he killed him, he was like, no, JK, dude. Um, yeah. Just testing you. God got mad at the human race and drowned everyone in a flood. True. Yeah, he was like, not a bad, not the world's worst idea. <laughs> no. He, and, yeah, he's all powerful. It's like, don't eat that apple. Apparently, Why is it there? Because the devil. Apparently, bitch. a wrong guy to repopulate us because we suck ass. And, like, maybe choose someone better than Noah. Yeah, also, don't eat that apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, But we let in someone who's going to really tempt you to eat that yeah, apple. Yeah. So, fun More, little games. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, imagine, like, when you talk about if life is a simulation, I think God proves that completely, because he's not doing anything of, like, he's all-powerful and he wants good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna question you on that a little bit, because, uh, he said in a lot of bad shit, well, it's just to see, you know, he's testing you. Uh, why? If he's so powerful and all-knowing, should he just know? Like, time should be a flat circle to that motherfucker. He should know the answer. Yeah, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Because of God. Because we're not allowed to have abortions. Why, why do bad things happen to bad people? Well, because they deserve it. Why are there bad people? What the fuck? <laughs> Hold on a second, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you didn't need to do this. There, up, brother. <laughs> there was an interesting, uh, like, so obviously we're all extremely online and on Twitter. And one of my friends not me, had no. been talking about um, abortion on Twitter. And someone had commented on it and was like, you know, you're wrong. Hateful bitch. Go away. And she was like, well, this is extreme. And someone else was like, hey, that guy that was talking to you, you know, yeah, he's liberal, but uh, his daughter was born with some sort of genetic deformity or what have you. And the doctors told them that they should probably have the fetus aborted um, because the daughter wouldn't live. But she lived and it was a miracle and it was beautiful and He's so glad he made that that they made that choice and had their daughter. Very and people, key word here, right? Exactly. <clears throat> That's great that you chose to keep your daughter. You had that choice. Yeah, but you shouldn't take that choice away from other people. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this baby has a one percent chance of being alive. Wow, we hit the lottery. What are y'all fuckers doing? Just roll the dice, you know? It's right, like... and like, I look at myself. I'm doing pretty well. I have a job that I love. I have cool friends. I'm finally living on my own. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Bobby's specifically the cool friend. Yeah, Bobby is my, my cool friend. Um, you know, I'm living in an awesome city and I'm 28 years old, like, having a great time. I can't fucking afford a kid. I don't even get direct sunlight in my apartment. I can't even have a plant. Yeah. Like... If I somehow accidentally get pregnant, and believe me, it would be an accident, and I'm doing everything right, it would probably be be, be because birth control is, you know... 99.9 and not 100% effective. And if you're over overweight, and believe me, not even like plus size overweight, over the weight limit of birth control, yeah. it's less effective... That is so crazy. I had no idea that that was the case. Yeah. Well, most people who are even in that range don't necessarily have a case, and that's what I get back to. Doctors, doctors don't tell you that. Yeah. At all. I, you know what else doctors don't tell you? A lot. I decided <laughs> to get an IUD, and 
read online, like, oh, you might have some cramping, like, you know, but it's fine. And then you have three years of bliss. Like, never have to think about it again. Sign me the fuck up. awesome. I was like, hell yeah, this is great. I went to my doctor. I told them, I was like, you know, I have PCOS. I'm on this hormonal birth control because uh, it helps with my cysts. And she was like, well, you're choosing the hormonal IUD. It should do the same thing. You should be absolutely fine. Uh, Getting it inserted was the most painful experience I've had, rivaling the cyst rupturing. Um, Way more painful than any of the forums told me it would be. And then after nine months, I had to get it removed because every time I had my period, I had labor contractions. What? Because my body was rejecting it. Your, your body, well, obviously the way that these work <coughs> is hormones are pumped in that make you yeah. say you're pregnant. Your body was so confused, I'm assuming, that it thought like you were in labor? Or was it like rejecting it? It was rejecting the implant. It? Okay. Yeah, it was but rejecting it just, it the implant. it triggered that. Yeah. Labor contractions every month. So I got it removed after nine months and they were like, oh yeah, that happens. But so rarely, like, we don't mention it. Mention and it. Then, I had it removed by a different doctor, and she was like, you got it inserted here? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, they never should have said it was a good idea. We do not recommend these for women with PCOS at all, because it's a different mixture of hormones that's not totally effective against preventing cysts i'm not gonna lie i'm just picturing your doctor put it in with a staple gun that he put the iud in just like as a staple just like, <laughs> well i'm gonna correct you there i would never in my life go see a male gynecologist ever and in fact i only go to this uh place in philadelphia that only has female doctor and nurse practitioners Which i think it's fair and i i've said this before like i think people when they want to go to the doctor they want to see someone like them so they yeah. can be like you know, okay, this person understands me. Um, but that in particular, like, that that is the one thing that I am baffled that they're male gynecologists. There has been a decline in people seeing male gynecologists. And my friend read an article recently about how, like, oh, don't, you know, be discouraged by a male gynecologist. You should go see them. It's fine. And one, don't tell me who I should see as a doctor. And two... Men should have never been allowed to be gynecologists to begin with. I might trust a trans male as a gynecologist because they once had the same and possibly still do have the same organs that I'm dealing with. But if you haven't had a uterus or a vagina, I don't want you near mine. That and that's fair. In a medical yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, they can know just as much, pro- like maybe not just as much, but... I can totally see not being comfortable with that. Well, the, I mean, yeah. I think even to the basis, if you, if you don't know what a period is, like, if you've never had inside one. of you, how can you comment? Like, and I get it. Not every doctor has had a heart attack. There were some, but, like, it's a completely different game when yeah. you're talking about something that is, you know, so complex and tied to societal things. Like, heart attack you have a heart attack. Nobody's judging you for having a heart attack. Like, fuck you, Aaron. How dare you have that heart attack? It's like, fuck you, Aaron. That's How dare you true. be on birth control? <laughs> I think well, people would definitely judge you if you're like 35 and overweight and had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah but the act of having a heart attack itself is like, you're going to get sympathy. Like, 
if she had an abortion because of, like, a major medical issue, there's laws that are already, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. even if her friends are, like, the most, like, you know, sympathetic people in the world, the fucking government's, like, shame, shame, shame. Like, if if I go and get, like, a quadruple bypass because I eat Taco Bell and Wendy's and Burger King every day of my single life, like, my friends might yell at me and shit, but as long as my insurance covers it, which, you know, might not be the case, but no doctor is going to be, like... You know, uh, they'll say eat better, but they're not going to be like, you're the worst person to ever exist. Yeah. Like, you're just a dumbass. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not going to refuse to perform the procedure yeah. because you make bad decisions. Yeah. And one thing I hate, like, I've brought the conversation back a lot to, like, PCOS and medical reasons why someone might take birth control and things like that. And I always hate to do that when the argument is for why we should have those things because, honestly... If you just use it as a pill to not get pregnant, like, that shouldn't be regulated either. Yeah. But the fact that so many people take it for medical reasons and they want to take that away yeah. is you, insane. You don't want us to get abortions. You don't want to help <clears throat> us get the things that stop the pregnancies that might lead to abortions. You don't want to educate us about ways to avoid getting pregnant. Uh, you don't want us to even feel safe about our bodies. You don't want to stop the people that are causing uh, rape. I think if somebody rapes you and you get into that you know realm where you might need an abortion medically or you just decide to do it and they try to hit you with a murder charge that rapist should have rape plus like it should be rape plus the murder like i and i i mean it's that that's where i really got super depressed is like i knew it was bad for women but i never fathomed in my brain anywhere that and this is the one story i read i'm sorry coming back to 12-year-old girl raped and told she can't have an abortion. Raped by a family member. And it's incredibly dangerous to have a child at that age. You're not even fully developed at that age. Right. But this was also something that we were talking about last night was that we don't even like bringing up these extreme cases because it lends... It shouldn't matter. It's anecdotal, too. And people say, like, oh, you always bring out the extreme cases, but, like... It should be just the same for a woman who knows they can't take care of a child because as a child that grew up poor, I mean, my parents, they wanted me, but, like, shit changed. And if that shit changed, like, a year before, they wouldn't have been able to have me. No, but then they did have me, and I had a childhood that I considered rough, and I'm in therapy. Like, this whole podcast that we're having only exists because my brain is so fucked. They just aborted me. Things would be great. And, I mean... We're friends, not that I think you should have been aborted. You but, can just lay it on me. <laughs> but also people who are like, oh, you know, I'm so glad I wasn't aborted. That's selfish. <laughs> you wouldn't have known. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, but He could have just pulled out and just came into a dumpster for all you care. Versus, you know, whatever medical procedures are happening where I can guarantee you they're not just dumping fetuses into dumpsters. They're using that for good. Stem cell research is actually creating a lot of great progress. And they're using them to make impossible burgers. They're great burgers. That's not true, though. Yes, it is. (laughs) Why does Dahlia Banks lie to me? I have a couple of answers to that, but I'm going to hold them for after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's truly, truly terrifying. Because it's it's hard to see it changing anytime soon. Yeah. 
as much as we fight and as much as people are trying to change things, we need radical change in the government before this threat is going to go away. So one last big question I have, and I I think this is kind of, this is all personal to you. I Mm -hmm. want to just get your opinion on it. Are you more upset at laws that are being driven by men who don't know or women who have these, you know, understandings of the body that you have and still choose to make these decisions? Right. This was another thing that I'm glad that we're getting back to and another thing that we talked about last night. Because I was shocked. You keep referencing this mystery conversation I wasn't a part of. That's not really fair. No, I'm kidding. I was... <laughs> you weren't invited. Oh, wow. I Thanks, was sh- Bobby. I was shocked <laughs> to learn that the split in favorability of these uh, of banning abortion between men and women is not really that big. So in states where it's legal, I mean, more women are in favor of it being legal than men, but it's not more than 5%, really. Yeah. And the same thing is true in the states where it's illegal. The women are, if not over 50% in favor of it, right around there. Yeah. If not, you know, higher. And so getting back to Cody's question specifically about being more upset with the men um, passing these laws versus the women, uh, I also wanted to bring up the thing that we talked about earlier about how it is about control and it's so is given those statistics does that mean that it's not just about men controlling women it's also about women controlling women so that they have to conform to their view of how their bodies should be you know treated yes and no i think um when it comes down to sort of ideas like that a lot of times it goes back to religion And uh, I don't want to say like religious control, but the blending of church and state and deciding that the fact that we have, well, I'm using air quotes, but made that separate doesn't matter. Um, And that, you know, everyone should adhere to these rules that you believe in. Um, Right. It doesn't matter because they'll... They'll just try to find a scientist that will say this scientific fact so happens to perfectly coincide with your religious belief. And so right. it doesn't actually matter if there's a baby start vlogging at week five. So right. Exactly. Womb, yeah. You can't take that away. That content. You, you might have aborted the next Jojo Siwa, you know, who could have made you millions as a parent. Yeah. Damn. Um, but I think like. I'm not necessarily more upset by the women who believe this or the men who believe this. It doesn't matter to me who believes that, you know, abortion should be illegal and Planned Parenthoods and other healthcare centers that provide these services should be shut down. Like, I don't care who you are who believes that. I think that's really upsetting and really terrifying. Um... And I think the fact that women believe this and children are growing up to believe this just shows how deeply it is about control. I was brought up to believe this. I went to Catholic school for 14 years. Yeah. And I think it's, it really is about conformity and control. 
And, you know, I kind of feel like you can believe whatever you want to believe, but you should let me do the same thing. And that's why I think that it's really important to um, keep keep it as a pro-choice stance instead of a pro-abortion stance. I mean, I am pro-abortion. Uh, to quote my friend Eileen, abortions are great. Right. Everyone should be allowed to have one if they want to. We love them. Um, but it's a choice. And you should be able to have the choice, just like you have the choice to be vegetarian. Um, or, you know, you have the choice to drive a car or not. Right. We're not mandating abortion. Right. Or the choice to become a cop and kill a bunch of black people. You know, you have that choice right now. Although, honestly, if we're talking about overpopulation and how that's fucking us over more than anything, maybe abortion should be mandated. Yeah, it's better than just what stop the, having the Chinese too. were doing. I think they're just throwing kids in the river if they were girls or something. Or... Do you know what? So I haven't even watched Chernobyl because I don't have HBO. But last night when I was up, took my muscle relaxer for my back, I was like, hmm, what Wikipedia K-hole can I fall into tonight? Oh, and it was that. about Chernobyl. Uh, because why not? Sure. And did you know that one of the biggest things being studied is the fact that s- Chernobyl happened in 1986? 33 years ago. Not very long. That's very shortly before any of us were born. But wildlife wildlife has completely taken over again. And there are species of animals that hadn't been seen in that area of of the world for decades that have come back because there's no human interference. And scientists are going, despite the radiation levels, which they say are so strong, human life cannot, like, actually live there and be healthy for 20,000 more years, which is insane. That's high. Yeah. But the wildlife is coming back because there's no human interference. And in just 33 years, when it comes to, like, flora and fauna, that area of the world has healed itself. There's still high radiation levels, but animals are thriving. And they're able to reproduce and not have issues. And I think, I mean, that brings up a completely different argument. But we need to stop having kids altogether. I think, (laughs) yeah, and I think what you're getting at is Chernobyl, nature's abortion. Got rid of us, things are great now. So... In that sense, but let's I think, just drop some nuclears. No, that's no, not. <laughs> I think we should do it without the nuclear okay. war. Okay. Um, or you know, nuclear reactors. Yeah, exploding. Bobby's I, had a, I had a class where in college that dealt with this. Um, it was one economics class or another, and it was specifically about India, um, and about how people there like they need to average two. 2.1 kids per family or something like that mm-hmm. in order for the population to stop growing because it's so many people and they're so overcrowded and it's just like makes it impossible. Yeah. And I read this article a few years ago and it is one of my favorite articles I've ever read and I cannot find it for the life of me. But it basically, it was an op-ed and it basically presented the idea of like, what if we partied ourselves out of existence? Like, what if we just stopped having kids? And our children weren't allowed to have children. Our grandchildren couldn't have grandchildren. Like, it just stopped. Like, finally, one last baby was born and we just stopped. And how good it would be for the earth. And we could just live our lives 
Everyone got to live their lives. But you just didn't reproduce. You know, I, I actually... I wish we could all make that choice rather than, like, making it a government-mandated thing. You know what, yeah. Aaron? I want to bring you back on the podcast, and I actually want to talk through that scenario. But mostly, I want to talk about <laughs> being the very last baby. Yeah. Just the amount of pressure yeah. you'd have as the I last just baby. Right? You'd be famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have sex with you if you're the last baby on Earth. You'd be the Truman yeah. Show, probably. Yeah. yeah. You, probably, yeah. But no, Definitely. I, I think, you know, you're getting at so many good things. It's like, you know, we talked about religion so much, but everything that we know about overpopulation in the world now and just science is that humans are literally garbage and we're just ruining everything. Yeah. And the only way God's green Earth is going to survive is with less of us. Yeah. So... You know, God needs to either send a new Messiah to, like, update these rules. Like, he needs to, we need to strike and update this CBA or something. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> Great. Awesome. You know what, Bobby? Don't come next week. No. <laughs> don't come to the live show. We don't it's need it. It's actually Jeremy Corbyn. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't need this right now. I gotta go read who the fuck that is. The uh, absolute boy. I know. What else do you need to know? He's like the Bernie Sanders of England. Except cooler. Well, we got Brad in the room. Brad, do you believe in that? That Jeremy Corbyn's like, no. Brad's shaking his head no. So I yeah. guess you're a big fucko, Bobby. All right, well. You're um, the absolute dumbass. Yeah, I think, you know, I should probably state I have never had an abortion. But I've definitely oh, wait, been. Oh, what? Get the fuck out of here. We just oh, wasted sorry. over an hour. I gotta delete this now? <laughs> Fooled you. Um... We saw her abortion card, her punch <laughs> card, dude. I know. It's forged. She got her own stamp that has a smiley face on if you it. Get, if you get your fifth stamp, you get a free pie. Ooh. Um, Is it an impossible burger pie? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bobby. No, it's my memory. But I have been in situations where I thought, and according to, you know, people have done everything right, well, except for having sex as a woman for pleasure. Ew. Um, fuck me, am I right? Well, no, um, don't fuck you. That's the problem <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, true, right. <laughs> Damn. Um, there have been moments where I've thought, okay, I'm, I'm late. And I should say that I have a long-standing history of having irregular periods, so that is, like, no reason why it should be a concern. Um, and thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? And I've always said I would terminate the pregnancy because I've been in college or just out of college and things like that, not in the place to have a child, um, or even be in a place where I could be pregnant. I think that's a big thing too. People think like, you can just have the baby and give it up. Right, so like, if if you're six months pregnant and you find out that you're pregnant then, right. for whatever reason, like, you can't, not everyone can afford to like, be pregnant for three months and then do whatever they need to do before like, the baby's adopted. Right, like being in college and trying to pursue an education and like having to put that on pause and living on your own with roommates and things like that, like just not being in a situation where I could comfortably be pregnant and have the resources I would need to have a safe pregnancy, not just for this baby, but for myself. And also, you know, I'm on antidepressants. You have to go off that. That would be horrible for me. I did not know that either. Yeah, if you're pregnant, 
there's very few medications that you can take. And antidepressants are one of the first to go. And, I mean, it's another conversation for another day, but, like, just nothing of our society lends to our generation. And, I mean, there's a billion studies about millennials. I'm sick of fucking being called one. But, like, I can't be straddled with the debt of student loans, be told I'm an asshole for wanting forgiveness, and then raise a child who is basically a walking student loan in itself that, you know, is just going to have the same issues. I I don't want to bring a kid into this world, even if I won the fucking lottery at this point. Right now, I can't even afford to buy a home. Yeah. I don't even think I have the credit to buy a home. Oh, yeah. God. Shut, shut I, shit down. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't raise a child. At all. I couldn't I couldn't even afford to give birth in a hospital. Yeah. Not even raise a child. I could not afford to go to a hospital and give birth. It's like three thousand dollars a night. Yeah. And you have to stay there for about three days. Yeah, and I, I think um you know, I'm not saying this is rude, but I'm like probably the best well off of the three of us on this podcast right now. I have enough money to go bankrupt with a baby. That's basically it. I can have the kid, and when it's born, then like, well, I don't need the money left. You getting a job, kid? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that's basically if if that. I don't know. It's like also, I don't know if you guys have seen we uh, what is it? We need to talk about Kevin. Let's talk about Kevin. That I have movie. Not seen that. What if you have a Kevin? What's a Kevin? A, a kid that fucking hates you, and everyone else. I'll beat the shit because out of him. guess what? She. Tilda Swinton, I think. Love Tilda. Tilda Swinton has the baby and she's so depressed during her pregnancy because she doesn't actually want to have the baby that the baby hates her. Wow. Because it was fostered in a womb of hate and depression. And what if you can't have an abortion and you hate your baby and it's a Kevin and it kills your entire family and makes you watch and then burns down its own school? I'm not going to watch that movie ever. <laughs> wow spoiler alert <laughs> no but. i think I, it's been out for like yeah. seven years now i remember when that came I, out. I have an eight-year rule concept. yeah but no that and you're hitting all the points and honestly it's there's so much to talk about with children that are born today and children that aren't born and it, it's a depressing world to live in especially with us you know in our generation we don't want to show up we want to fight for the right things and we're just so handicapped by everything. I mean, everything is working against us in every stop part of the way. Why aren't you having kids? Why aren't you getting married? Why don't you have a house? Like, Oh, and how? God forbid you're a woman our age and you're not interested in having kids. Yeah. And then we, you know, we talk about these things. We talk about our examples. And then every single month there's some fucking assholes like, I lived at my parents till I was 23 and saved $3 billion. It was like... But you didn't have, your parents paid for your entire school and yeah. apparently, like, got you yeah. a job as, like, the CEO of a company, which, they, how the fuck yeah. did that happen? They gave you an apartment, which you then rented out. Which yeah. Which one of them for one, for one of those students. Which is, yeah. like, fucking bullshit. That, they gave you an asset that, like, I was given debt. Like, that's all I was given. I was given the, you know, like, idea that if I don't make enough money, like, you know, I'm going to probably have to turn to drugs because it's just going to be depressing as shit if I'm just sitting there sober. Like, so, to wrap it up, free abortion on demand without apology. 
Yeah. Medicare for all. Yep. Um, Education for children about yeah. not only sex ed, consent, really planning out your life to be better. Re- Honestly. Redo the distribution of property taxes. So yeah. Education is more fair and equal. Execute all landlords. Of yes. course. And CEOs. Including mm-hmm. the dude from Waves. What? Is he a landlord? Yeah. Bobby, shut the fuck up. There's a whole thing. With the band? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Band you're talking Best about. Best coast. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Um, let's webs. wrap this shit up. Bobby's um, ruining my day. Yeah. Eat the rich. Yes. Eat the aborted fetuses in a Impossible plant-based burger. Yeah. That burger will re- That tastes like beef. Which will help you walk again. Um. Yeah, I think we I think we, we basically it. covered it, yeah. Yeah. Nothing too extreme. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny, though, we had this whole episode and just none of this is relevant to Bobby as someone who doesn't have a uterus or sex. But, you know, we're glad to have you here, Bobby. Um, so, last thing we like to do on the show, we like to plug some things. Aaron, what would you like to plug? Um, <laughs> my Twitter, I guess. Your uterus? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to plug it shut and keep the government out of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess my... God damn it, Bobby. My Twitter. Kicking the table. Uh, at E Brownie. E B R O W N I E. Uh, e Brownie. Also known as Channing Tweedum. Yes. One of my favorite names to this day. I, I can never come up with one. I. That. Listen, I did a 60 day campaign where I tweeted at Channing Tatum every single day for 60 days and said, you should change your name on Twitter to Channing Tweedum. And he didn't, so I took it. And I have been chanting tweet him since. And you're now an international movie star. I am. Thank you. Um, star of Magic Mike 2. Yes. XXL. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter. And if you're an editor, pay me to write for you. And we're going to also force Aaron to go back to do stand-up. I saw you reference that. I know. I should do stand-up again. Yes. And we, we had that conversation before, and I'll yell at you more about that offline. Uh, we'll let Bobby put in his plugs. Bobby, do you want to make me angry again somehow with something that you're plugging? Uh, yeah, followed uh, at Beard Jens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that. I'm not cutting it. Brad I'll has edit. too many followers. Brad, yeah. Brad's too popular, too good for the podcast, though. Uh, yeah, follow at booby underscore styles, at classes boring. Follow the blog at medium.com slash at classes boring. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow at Neurotica the Pod, the podcast account that I gave Bobby the login for, and he never uses it. Um, follow me at Codran. From there, you can probably find the other stuff I'm doing. But most importantly, please come support us July 21st. We're going to be assaulting you on the Twitter about um, you know details about that. We're really excited about it. And obviously, that'll be our first live show. Maybe our last. Maybe that will go horribly wrong, and Bobby will say the N-word. Um, cause you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. So you should have me on the live show. I'm I, you know charming what? as hell. After, after today's episode, you might be the new co-host. You're oh, Cody, you're oh. retiring. It's yeah. going to be me and Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, this has gotten too big for me. Um, I'm going to go retire to the mountains. Uh, very similar to Dexter, whatever the hell he did. Um, killed serial killers. Yeah, I didn't see that show at all. I just I like to read up its Wikipedia. Every He's hot though. That's great. I don't have that going for me. But um, yeah, so we got a live show coming up. We're very excited about. It. We have no clue what we're gonna do yet. So please come and uh, support us as we look like jackasses in the middle of a museum, which is hilarious to me. 
Um, but thank you for listening to Neurotica, and we hope you'll listen to us again soon.